Hello and welcome to A Nerdy Book Club. My name is Polly and this week we're going to be talking about Delilah Green Doesn't Care. As always, this podcast is marked explicit, meaning I sometimes swear or talk about sensitive subjects. If you have any worries about content warnings, they'll be listed down below in the show notes. Also, you can find us on social media by going to our website, cauldroncakesandwine.com, because we are a Cauldron Cakes and Wine podcast. The best way to find all of our social media is on our website because it's all linked in one spot. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, or feelings about anything you've heard in this episode or any other, the best way to contact us is by going to Instagram and DMing us there, or you can send an email to cauldroncakesandwine at gmail.com. Also, there will be spoilers ahead. We will be talking about the book Delilah Green Doesn't Care, and this will include spoiling the book and the ending. Okay, we are back with another queer contemporary romance. Um, Delilah wakes up in a woman's bedroom, and she doesn't remember her name, um, but they hooked up the night before. Delilah is a photographer who lives in New York. Her stepsister is calling her, so she answers, and she reminds her that um, it's her wedding coming up, and Delilah is going to be the wedding photographer. Right off the bat, I like that Delilah was in her 30s. I find that a lot of times the contemporary romances, at least the ones that I've been reading, are people in their 20s, and, you know, it's just nice to read someone who's a little bit older. Claire is a bisexual and she's a mother to a preteen daughter. She um, hasn't been with anyone in two years and her friend is giving her a hard time about it. We learn that Claire is friends with Iris and um, Delilah's stepsister Astrid. Claire and Iris do not like Astrid's soon-to-be husband. Okay, so I loved that Claire was divorced and has a kid. Um, that's another thing that I feel like you don't see portrayed a lot. I feel like it's so important for people who are older and dating and who are divorced or who have kids to feel like they can find love and have love stories. Not that 30 is old, but I do have to say that being 30 and dating is really different than being in your 20s and dating, and I just think it's nice to see some, some representation for that. A lot of people have kind of coupled up already and you feel like you're just starting all over again while everybody else is kind of getting married and having kids and that can really suck. Um, so yeah, I was glad to see this. I also love seeing Claire in a small town thinking about how um, she knows every queer woman in town. I live in a big city, but um, you know, I did go to University in Niagara, which is on the smaller side, and that's honestly something that keeps me from moving back there. There's like no queer dating scene, and I mean, there is, but it's 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 younger people. There just isn't a lot of it. It's much smaller than what it is here. You know, obviously, living in a big city, there's going to be more of a dating pool. Obviously, Claire is bi and could date men, but um, if you're trying to kind of decenter men and want to try dating queer people, then it can be pretty hard. So it's nice to see that and it's nice to get um, that love story from someone in that situation. It makes you kind of feel like you never know what's around the corner. <laughs> oh god. Claire approaches Delilah um, in the bar and starts to hit on her and we learn that Delilah had a crush on her growing up. Claire doesn't remember Delilah from high school, but then Astrid shows up and Claire puts um, the pieces together. Claire checks in on her daughter who is with her dad and he's kind of having a fun dad moment. Um, he basically has her like staying up way too late. So then her daughter is mad about Claire kind of showing up and being like, what are you doing? Josh has been in and out of their lives and he doesn't really seem super responsible. 
Claire gets an email, or sorry, not Claire, Delilah gets an email inviting her to be a part of a photography exhibition for queer artists. And, you know, it will like really turn her career around. It's a really great opportunity, but it's going to be a little bit of a tight window for her to get it going because she's got to do all of this stuff for the wedding. Delilah tells Astrid that Claire thinks that she's her type and Astrid says that Claire would never go for Delilah so Delilah makes a bet that she's able to get Claire before Astrid's wedding and of course right that's such a good trope (laughs) the like I'm making a bet but then I actually fell in love with you Delilah helps Claire out by helping her with her daughter Her daughter, Ruby, hates the dress that she's supposed to wear for this wedding shower and Delilah helps her out by kind of making it her own kind of dress. Delilah gets to Claire's bookshop and they talk a bit. Then Ruby comes out and they talk as well and we learn about Delilah's childhood. Her mother died when she was really young and Astrid's mom married Delilah's dad. Then he passed away and um, because she had no other family, she had to live with um, you know, Astrid's mom, and she was kind of horrible to her, and this would be really horrible. Also, Astrid's mom didn't really take an interest in her, other than, like, feeding her and keeping her in the house, um, and that would just be a really horrible way to grow up, always feeling like you kind of owe this person something, even though they're not really supporting you or caring about you. We also meet Astrid's soon-to-be husband, Spencer, and he is truly horrible. Spencer tells everyone that They will be moving to Seattle, even though everyone knows that Astrid will hate it there. Claire tells Iris that she needs to stop her from marrying him. And basically, um, they're like, okay, we're going to make this. This is their plot. They start plotting. Um, Look, it's never easy to tell a friend that you don't like their partner, but I think that there's a much better way to go about this. And... um, you know, you can still let them know and be supportive of no matter what their decision is. And I think that the moment right before their wedding is a terrible time to do this. You should have done this way earlier. It's just, I don't know. Okay, we've hit another romance novel trope. We got one bed, you know, they all have to go to this vineyard and there's only three rooms instead of four, so Claire and Delilah have to share a bed, and Delilah tells Claire and Iris that they would, um, basically she's going to help them figure out a way to stop Iris from marrying Spencer. They realize that it will be, it will like have to be Astrid's idea, um, that they just have to make her see it on her own, and look, they really should tell her, but what fun would that be? Then we would have no book, Right. Delilah, in classic rom-com nature, has an ex that really hurt her and it's turned her off of dating. Delilah, Iris, and Claire, um, they go to dinner with Astrid and they try to ask her about how she got engaged and it's kind of this really like lackluster story and they point this out a bit, then Astrid leaves. Delilah, Iris, and Claire have dinner together and Delilah realizes that she actually really enjoys hanging out with them. I cannot stand Claire's baby daddy. He is, it's like he isn't exactly terrible in this like really insidious way. He's this like fun loving guy who just drops in and you know he you know plays the fun parent and he wants the praise and then you know 
it's Claire who has to pick up the pieces whenever he isn't responsible and doesn't stick around, and she ends up being the bad guy a lot of the time, especially when she wants to, like, protect her from him, so I just really fucking hated that. I love that Delilah has curly hair, and, um, I know, like, her and I aren't, like, super similar in terms of our lives and our actions. However, she does have curly black hair, a photography background, and lives in a big city. So I was like, mm, I'm gonna project myself onto her anyways. So yeah, I loved that. I love the curly hair. Main characters always, like, have perfect silky straight hair, never frizzy or curly. And I mean, I guess we got Hermione, but even her hair is described as being, like, gross and frizzy. The only time it isn't described that way is the Yule ball, and that's because she straightens it. Like, give a girl a curl cream or a mousse and she would be fine, okay? Anyways, that night Delilah and Claire talk about how Delilah got into photography and how she got into art in general. Her breakup with Jax, um, who's the person who cheated on her, is kind of what like led her down that road. She explains how when she was heartbroken, she went back home to her hometown and um, Astrid was gone and her stepmother didn't want her to stay at the house. So she walked around town and then saw Claire in the water and angry and she took some pictures without her knowing. And this is what sort of defined her style. Claire explains remembering that day and what brought her down there. And honestly, I would be really freaked out if someone took pictures of me without me knowing it, but Claire's fine with this, so I guess it's okay. I don't know, to me that's really fucking creepy. Claire and Delilah kiss, and then they start to hook up a bit until Astrid knocks on the door. Claire says that they can't um, tell her what happened, which causes Delilah to get a little bit upset, but she doesn't say anything. I do have to say the spice in this um, was actually not terrible. I normally don't love spice. I find it to be pretty cringe. Like the way that it's written is normally pretty cringy. Obviously, um, if you like that, like zero judgment, but I normally make, like it normally makes me feel uncomfortable um, or cringe. However, I did think that this was better than a lot of the other spice that I've read before. Astrid tells them that they found another room for Delilah, so she goes to the new room. Claire thinks that Delilah smells like spring, um, like spring rain and fresh grass. And I always just think it's so funny how people smells like are described in rom-coms or even just romance novels in general, even fantasy. It's like, you're like grain, rain and rain and moss and pine and <laughs> snow. Um, it's like the rest of us are out here just smelling like vanilla or like coconut, you know? <laughs> Josh wants to take Ruby camping and Claire is worried about him um, taking her on his own and um, she doesn't want to cause a big fight with Ruby so she decides that they're all going to go with her including Astrid to try and get her away from her like douchey husband so they can talk with her about him. Delilah helps Ruby with some art and then Claire and Delilah drink wine together I honestly think that romance novels would be a lot more fun if um, you aren't like hopelessly alone. They just kind of depress me, you know, I think. I just think it would be more fun to read them if I was actually in love or, you know, at least if I liked someone who liked me back, someone who didn't like leave me to be on the other side of the country instead of being with me. Okay, enough, enough, enough. 
So Claire and Delilah hook up and then they talk about Delilah when she was younger and how Astrid, Iris, and Claire treated her. Claire apologizes. Um, They agree that they're just hooking up and it is clearly more than that. Then Claire tells Delilah that uh, she has to come camping with them. They all go camping and um, the douche fiance Spencer ends up coming with them. Joss is really mad that they all crashed his trip with Ruby and is upset that Claire doesn't trust him. Which look, if you are in and out of a kid's life and you want to come back into that kid's life, you have to build trust and that takes time and it takes you showing up and showing that you're responsible over and over and over again and you just kind of have to accept that you might not be trusted and understand that you're the one who caused the harm to cause that distrust to be there and that yes you are doing the correct things but you have caused this harm more than once and now it's your job to continue to build that trust back like he isn't exactly doing that right like yes you've given up some control and um, Claire has let him have sleepovers and stuff like that so she's trying to let them have time together but that kind of trust takes a long time to build back once it's broken and I just think that it makes sense to be like it's kind of a big step to go from having sleepovers to you get to take her on a like weekend-long camping trip. Claire is upset and they're kind of on this hike, so she ends up leaving Iris with Astrid and um, her soon-to-be douche husband, (laughs) Spencer. (laughs) Her and Delilah hook up and then they talk about it a bit and they also decide that they should pull a prank on old what's-his-name. When they come back from their hike, they find out that it was a disaster So Iris and Claire decide that they're going to talk to Iris about Spencer. Delilah puts cayenne pepper in Spencer's, sorry, in Spencer's pants and and it gets in his junk, which would probably hurt really badly, but I, I can't help but find it a little bit funny. I'm a bad person. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, so I looked up aesthetic videos on TikTok of this book and I hated all of them. Every video had Delilah with straight hair and Claire is not um, like curvy or plus size. She's really thin. Like, did you listen to the character descriptions at all? I understand that they're using found images um, and that that can be kind of hard sometimes. However, I made aesthetic videos for this and you can find people with black curly hair easily you can find plus size women easily like it's not it's not hard I don't I don't know why people do this it's so annoying Delilah had a moment with her stepsister where um, they bond for a moment and uh, she talks about how her mother always taught her that she couldn't say no and it's so sad but I do like that we get a glimpse into Astrid and it humanizes her character more. Delilah takes Claire on um, a date. They go roller skating and I knew I was liking this book. Listen, I talked about this um, when we talked about She Gets the Girl. I think a roller skating date is so effing cute. Oh my god. Ah! (laughs) 
they go back and hook up and um, Delilah thinks that this is more than sex and then Claire asks her um, if she normally does this and Delilah tells her that she's never done this before. She thinks that she's never felt this way in her life about anybody, which is really, really cute. Oh, I love them together so much. Oh my god. When Claire and Iris show up at Astrid's for um, the bachelorette party, she is having a huge fight with Spencer, and basically he bought a house in Seattle without telling her, um, and so she's calling off the wedding, which frankly, if I was about to marry somebody and they bought a house in another province, or I guess this is the, it's the states, so in a, in a different state, I would call off the wedding as well. That's fucked. I would break up with you. I'm sorry. No, you don't make huge life decisions like that without, you know, checking with the person you're marrying. Oh my god. Claire and Iris go with Astrid to tell her mom that she's calling off the wedding, and Claire asks Delilah to come. When Delilah comes, they're already talking to her, and she hears through the door. Um, then she goes into Astrid's old room. She reads... Iris's journal. No, sorry, Astrid's journal. Sorry, I don't know why, but those names are so weirdly similar. In my notes, I kept missing, mixing them up, and I keep like thinking um, Iris, Astrid, Iris, Astrid. I don't know. I don't know why they're not actually that similar, but they feel similar in my head. <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or even more than one episode, like just two, you'll know that I, I'm struggle with names. It's hard for me. Anyways, so she's reading Astrid's journal, which is pretty fucked up, but um, they're from when she was a teenager, and it's basically she's thinking about how she hates her mom, and she was worried about Delilah, but didn't know how to help, and she realizes that, um, you know, she didn't see that when she was a kid. Like, from, um, from Delilah's perspective, things were very different, um, she, like, Astrid is just a kid who was very worried and confused about another child in her life and didn't know how to help her. And I think, you know, I think that that makes sense. I think that it would really, really make sense. I normally don't love um, the miscommunication trope, but I think that if you're going to do it, this makes the most sense to me. They were kids who were both dealing with grief and death and didn't have a caring adult to help them through it, and it makes sense that they misunderstood each other's perspectives in the process of that. You know, I, I think you, you're you seeing one kid who has completely shut down because they're in this environment where they're not being supported and loved, and they just lost their supporting and loving um, adult figure in their life, their dad, after always already losing their mom. And you're seeing the other kid who wants to reach out, who wants to bridge that gap, but doesn't understand why the other one is shutting down. And I think that, I think that it makes sense that resentment would build in that situation, but also both of those perspectives completely make sense to me. Claire tells Delilah that she wants her to stay and she wants to make things work with her somehow. Then while they're kissing, Astrid comes in and catches them. The two sisters like freak out on each other and then Astrid tells Claire about the bet that Delilah had made um, and Josh has suddenly stopped replying to um, Claire and Ruby as well. Claire um, calls Iris and Astrid over and they comfort her and talk about Delilah and Josh. 
And so Josh shows up and we learned that he built a house and he went out um, to go to the house, but he didn't have cell phone reception to which I kind of rolled my eyes a bit. He says he didn't tell Claire because um, she wouldn't have believed him. Sure, sure, like that, yeah, she wouldn't have believed him and she didn't, but you are the one that is trying to build back this kind of trust. So you need to communicate these things um, and be upfront about them. And if you're not believed, then you need to back them up with your actions until you are believed. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I know that it's, a very difficult situation to be in, but when you're talking about fucking up the relationship between you and your child, that is the reality. You need to do everything that you can to win that relationship back because you are one of the most important people in that child's life. And the other most important person in that child's life is trying to protect them from the harm that you caused in the past. I'm talking like I'm a fucking like parent expert. Like I have a kid. <laughs> So I know. Um, no, but look, I, I think that there is validity to what I'm saying, even though I'm not a parent. <laughs> this is just my opinion. And if you don't like it, then you can turn my podcast off. Anyways, she goes and she sees the house that he built and they kind of patch things up, which it was a nice resolution for the book. But I think in real life, he would still have a um, uphill battle to be facing but for the book obviously we need to have some sort of resolution and I think that this was a good place to leave it. Astrid shows up to Delilah's art show in New York and they apologize to one another and it was really nice to see these two um, sisters or stepsisters kind of get to you know really have some resolution or at least a starting point for a resolution to kind of how they're feeling. Delilah hangs up a bunch of photos in Claire's bookshop and tells her that she's going to be moving to town and will travel to New York for her art stuff. She's got an art agent who knows that she's going to be living in, I don't know, whatever the fuck town Claire lives in. <laughs> and then they lived happily ever after. Final thoughts. I really loved this book. I loved the characters and their character development. It was really fun to read. You know, there's a second book to this that focuses on Astrid, and I am so excited to read that. I will be reading this. This was one of my favorite contemporary romances that I read in 2022. I know by the time you're reading this, it's like going to be I like a full month and a half into um, like 2023, but I did read this in 2022. Um, and honestly, it was one of my favorite contemporary romances. So I read four four contemporary romances, uh, four sapphic contemporary romances in 2023. And this is kind of the ordering that I, I made a video on TikTok about this, but I'm going to repeat myself. So I'm sorry if you follow me on TikTok. Um, but the ordering from least favorite to favorite, one last stop was my least favorite. Um, and I talked extensively about this in the episode. I really fucking found the like spicy scenes on the subway to be really gross. I grew up commuting on a subway and I still live in a big city where I travel on the subway and I just think that's absolutely disgusting. So that really took me out of the book, but I did like all of the characters in that. The next one, um, Written in the Stars, I liked it, but the characters um, were a little bit hard to get into at first. And then Delilah Green Doesn't Care would probably be the second place spot because I just loved the characters in this so much and I loved the like concept of it all. And then the first spot 
My favorite one that I read is She Gets the Girl because I just loved them. I loved the characters. I loved the concept. I loved I loved the roller skating date. I loved the cover. I literally loved everything about that book. It's the entire... That book is the entire reason I'm reading any contemporary romances at all. Um, so yeah, I, I'm... I'm excited to read more of them. I know Delilah Green Doesn't Care has a second book, and so does uh, Written in the Stars. They both have um, second books, and I will be reading both of those. I also, my sister gave me Love on the Brain and The Love Hypothesis, and so I'm going to read those as well, which they're not sapphic, obviously, but in the contemporary romance genre. Um, apparently, The Love Hypothesis started off as a um, Star Wars fan fiction. It's like Kylo and then, ah, fuck, what's her name? Listen, I don't fucking know, but I'm going to find that fan fiction. I'm going to read it and I'm going to compare it to the book, okay? It's happening. <laughs> Anyways, back to this book. I'm pretty obsessed with Delilah's character. I don't know if I want to be her or if I want to be with her. And I think... Is that not the most, like, queer dilemma ever? <laughs> like, she's this cool queer woman with curly black hair who does photography. Like, how could I not want to project myself onto her? Um, considering I am a queer woman with curly black hair who lives in a big city and does photography, but, like, I'm nowhere near as cool as her and never will be. A girl can dream, though. A girl can dream. Um, yeah, so I really, really am intrigued to see Astrid's book. I really would love to get more into her headspace. And yeah, I, I would love to see more of her and her mom's dynamic in that book. I think that that would be really interesting to dive into. Um, and obviously her and Delilah, um, you know, their relationship as well, I think would be really interesting to get more of. And I hope that Delilah and Claire are like, you know, side characters in it. So you get to see them together more. That would be really cool too. That's all I have for this week. I know this episode's a little bit on the shorter side, so I apologize. But um, if you want to find us on social media, the best way to do that is to go to our website, cauldroncakesandwine.com, because we are a Cauldron Cakes and Wine podcast. And all of our social media is linked on our website, all in one place. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, or feelings about anything I said in this episode or any other, then you can find us on Instagram and send us a DM, or you can send us an email to cauldroncakesandwine at gmail.com. And other than that, I hope that you have a wonderful day, afternoon, or evening. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope it finds you well. Bye!